Today's show is pre-recorded. Like a million bucks, bucks, things in its cups. Mm-hmm. Y'all tell me who could it be for Steve Harvey? Oh, yeah. Oh, I sure will. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to The Voice. Come on, dig me now. One and only. Steve Harvey. Got a radio show. Man, yeah, I do. Man, God been good to me. Man, he been so good to me. Wow. And and you know why I say it like that, what makes it amazing, is because it's been in spite of myself. I mean, you know what I mean by that? I mean... I mean that he's been good to me in spite of all the craziness I've done, all the foolishness I've gotten myself involved with, and and not only got, but knowingly got myself involved with, all of the stupid decisions I've made. Put all that to the side, and he's still been good to me. Bring it all and put it on the plate, and he's still been good to me. Man, that's amazing, man. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that could say the exact same thing. I mean, come on, man. I got you ain't famous. I got anybody got no microphone in your face. I got nobody ain't got no spotlight on you. I got nobody ain't got no camera in your face. I got nobody probably ain't nobody blogging about you. But let me tell you something. If you break it down and be real about it, oh, you done done something outside the box. You done done something, ladies included. You've done something out the box. You woke up and went, what? did I do that for? Oh, we've all done it. So with all that said and done, God still loves you, man. God still loves you, still wants the best for you, still considers you his child, and is is willing, is willing, man, to show you your future. He is willing to show you your life. He is willing to let you take a peek at the blueprint 
Man, that's an amazing God right there. Because I don't, I know I couldn't do it. I, I couldn't do it. I'm glad it's him. You know, uh, today, man, I want to encourage brothers out there. And when I say brothers, I'm talking to everybody that's of the male species. I don't care about your color. I really, really don't. I don't even have time for that in my day. I, matter, matter of fact, sometimes when you get to discussing race, I just get tired of it sometimes. So I just wish. You know, some, some days I just want to wake up and just do me. You know, I, I, I got what, what, what the skin tone is. I got that. But I just want to wake up some days and just go on about my business and do me. I don't want to have to deal with it. Sometimes I get tired of talking about the issues. I ain't going to make them go away, but sometimes I get tired. So today I'm talking to brothers, all the brothers of the male species. I'm talking about men. Today, man, if, if, if you ain't doing it all, if you're feeling empty, man, start today completing your, your process and your journey. And you know what I'm saying by that? If there's a part of you that's missing as a man, and 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 now, man, I'm talking to you, so, you know, some ladies listening, but you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's some part of you that's missing as a man. If you ain't really been in touch with your kids like you're supposed to. Now, for whatever the reason is, and please know, I do understand how sometimes women can use children as pawns. It happens all the time. I've been through it. I've been through it, man. I know what it feels like, man, to want to do something, but because you ain't got this or you ain't doing this, then I ain't going to let you have this. You got to fight through, fellas. You got to fight through. You got to fulfill your end of the deal. And I got how difficult they making it. I got how, man, it's going to come with some drama, but you got to fight through it. Because, man, we need fathers to be fathers. That's really what we need. If you're a man out there and you are a father of a child, we need you to do your job. We. I'm talking about the, our community, our situation, us as a people, all of us. We need you to be a father. Period. Now, hey, man, I ain't coming down on you. I'm, I'm just your boy. I'm your man, and I've been in the same predicament and the same hole myself where I couldn't get to them, uh, where they were used as pawns, where they they were told things about me that wasn't even true. I've been through it. Uh, you can't see them. You don't come over. Okay, I okay, got all that. You ain't sent this. You ain't, okay, hey, hey, got all that. If, if, if you can call them sometimes, tell them you're thinking about them. Tell them you love them. If you can get a letter to them, if you can get a message to your children through one of your relatives, start the process today. Be a father. It's your job. Now, because you ignoring him or you acting like they ain't over there or you done backed them out of your mind because the situation got too difficult. I got that. I, I, I got that. But you got to step up and be fathers. You got to write a letter. You got to send the money. If she talking about if you don't send all the money, you ain't going to send. Send what you got. If she if taking it over there is too much drama, send it through a relative. Give it to a mama. Give it to a sister. Ask her to take it over there and do something for the baby. Because, okay, okay, you can't deal with the drama. I got that. And I know it's much to pay when you have to deal with that. Because I, clearly I know hell have no fury like a woman scorn. Please know I know that. Please know. And that's a real statement. That ain't no saying Steve got. That's that's the truth. But do what you got to do. Sometimes you have to apologize. Sometimes an apology goes a long way to your children. 
just say, look, because I've made this apology before. Hey, man, look, I'm sorry. I wasn't there for you. I was out grinding and hustling, and I wasn't paying attention to you. And I should have been. And I apologize. Now, imagine, man, there's days where you was telling people I was your father up at the school and they wasn't believing you. I apologize for sending you through that. But now, man, I tell you what, I made some mistakes and I got it together. I want me and you to move forward as father and son. I want me and you to move forward as father and daughter. I want to be in your life. Now, I ain't got a lot, but guess what? I know a lot. Because if you're a man and you're a father, please know you know something that child don't know. You have information. You have experience. That's all they need sometimes to have somebody to talk to. That daughter of yours just needs to know from her daddy, how should a man treat me, dad? What should I look for in a man? See, they'll take that information from you because they know it's coming from the right place. And then you know that your son needs you because you know how difficult it is if you're trying to be a man without your daddy. You already know how funky that is right there. So come on, man. Admit your mistakes and move forward. Call your kids. Write a letter. Get a phone number on them. Send a text. Drop a message. Send a note up to the school. Do something, man. If those of us that are fathers would just be fathers, I could shut the mentoring camp down. Now, I would say I apologize because I don't want you to think I'm coming down on you, but I've been through this myself. I ain't really coming down. I'm just reminding you this is our job. These are our children. This is our responsibility. We are men. There is no excuses. You you don't get you don't get cut a break on that one. Sorry. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, be about it. The morning time is here. Ain't no need to mess around. No more delays. Steve Harvey Morning Show on and cracking, full of life, vitality, excitement, and gratitude. We welcome you to the baddest ride in morning drive. The Steve Harvey Morning Show. Huh? You heard me. You hear me? Yo. You hear me? Shirley <laughs> Strawberry. Happy Friday, Steve. All day, Carla Pharrell. Never mad on a Friday. And happy Father's Day to the fellas on the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All the dads. Yeah, we'll see what I get anything. Okay. Junior. <laughs> morning, Unc. Man, best mentor ever. Morning, family. Morning, everybody. Jantony Brown. Good morning, Mr. Harvey. Happy Father's Day. That's it. Happy Father's Happy Day, Father's you play. That's it. That's all we're going to get. Say it. Congratulations. Mm, that's it, man. That's it. One man. of the you most thankless jobs. What would you like? Mm-hmm. What would you like? Uh, don't worry about that. We it don't matter. Yourself. It don't matter. It don't matter. You just want something? Well, you know, it is what it is. You know, we, we know we're not going to get what the Mother's Day thing. We understand why. Giving birth is way bigger than just being there. You know. Well, of course. So that's you got it. You know, yeah. Ain't no problem. Don't so you ever get it. forget that. Well, you know what? Well, Long as you, you know. live. <laughs> but, you know, Dying if you got a daddy, back. you think you'd appreciate him, you know, seeing as how so people's missing. You know. uh-huh. But, but that's a fair saying. question, though, because you have everything. What would you like? What no, would you no, like? no, 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 well, no, you know, no. I have the thing right there. What? You know. It's just you never use your imagination. Y'all ask us what we want, but uh-huh. we think of stuff to give you. You know what I mean? It's just laziness oh, is what it is. Problem. Just straight <laughs> lazy. We're lazy. 
<laughs> Damn, they're borderline trifling, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> First we were lazy, now we're trifling, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> you guys have everything. What do you want? Some underwear, tools. Somebody uh, asked for that damn underwear. I got <laughs> underwear. I don't fix nothing. <laughs> work around the house. Cigars. Okay. A yeah. tie. Okay. And, well, no tie. Can I say something? What? Yeah. And can I say something? And it's on the day. It's not, you know, it's on the damn day you ask us, what do we want? Whenever Which means you, you ain't today. even thinking about the damn you. day. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Friday. It's okay. day after tomorrow. You ain't put a damn bit of thought in it till Friday. <laughs> ain't ordered. Man, y'all miss us Sunday. with this here. Until yesterday. They ain't, I ain't even seen a commercial for Father's Day. <laughs> it ain't no. I ain't so, seen one. The card section, it don't even grow. <laughs> you can get a dinner reservation anywhere, son. <laughs> Right in. <laughs> anyway, just let them vent, Shirley. Just let them vent. Walk right in. <laughs> All right. And in the, sure in the hope y'all section. do something for the men in your life that's good fathers to your kids. At yeah. least maybe y'all two would try cooking. that. Well, thought about You stop thinking about cooking. Don't nobody want that. That's a step closer. <laughs> you need to throw that ragged-ass crock pot away. We'll be back. The CLO is next. I'll take your job. Yeah, whatever. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys. It is time now for Ask the CLO. Chief Love Officer Steve Harvey in the building. This one, Steve, is from Leah in St. Louis. She says, I'm a 42-year-old married woman, and I went to lunch with a man I met online. My sugar levels had been low that morning, and I started feeling lightheaded during lunch. I asked my date to drive me to my doctor's office. I thought he left, so I called my husband to pick me up. When I got out to the lobby, my husband and my date were sitting side by side. I thanked my date for bringing me as though he were a complete stranger from the restaurant. Uh, He looked confused as I left with my husband. Do I call him and explain what happened or block him and move on? You should have stumbled your dizzy ass back in that doctor's office. You you cut me too damn close. (laughs) Is she kidding me, man? I mean, no, not at all. So the guy, he just looked confused. Yeah. You might as well just call him and explain to him what your trifling behind is. Really? I just knew you were going to say, let this one go and just move on. What? She's married, Shirley. I know. And she on a dating site. She go to lunch with the dude, ask him to take her to the doctor. Right. Okay, but how how did the husband, so he thought, she thought he left, called her husband to pick him up. She go outside, two men in the lobby. Right. That's what she get. <laughs> but that's what that's what she wants to know. Should she call him to explain or block him and move on? I'm just saying Wait a I minute. Think you would say block Wait. him and move on. Why are you blocking him? What he do? <laughs> See, you playing the trick game and the trick game you got caught in it. At least owe the man an explanation of what you did. I that's didn't know like you closure. Shirley, you what, why are you missing this? She wants to date other men outside of her husband. I get uh-huh. that. You have uh-huh. to tell this dude what it is. He may be cool with that. Because she going to date outside her marriage. 
What part of that you ain't getting? Just not that your him, sister though. is trifling. <laughs> Just not him. Move on. No, Shirley. Uh, Shirley. The CLO. <laughs> if you're going to date and marry, you're gonna uh, have to tell these people you marry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, he knows now. Ta-da. All right, we're moving on. So since uh, you liked him and he took you to the doctor, you might as well tell him what happened. He'll probably be cool with it. Oh, that's all you want to do? All right, I'm game. Really? I would move on. I would okay. move on. All right, um, we are moving on. Veronica in Jacksonville says, I'm a 32-year-old single female, and I've been married for 12 years. I got married really young, and now my husband is saying we need to branch out and seek other ways to jazz up our love life. After having four kids, I'm all right with having sex once or twice a week. He says I'm being selfish, and when he was upset last night, he said I'm going to make him cheat on me. Was this an admission that he already cheated, or was that a warning? Oh. Well, it's definitely a warning. (laughs) For sure. (laughs) But it sounded more like a promise. He's going, it's going to happen. He's ain't, going ain't, to no, ain't no married man going to say that to his wife. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if What's he, it? If, it, it, if it ain't in his head real good. Okay. Because y'all yeah. been having conversations about it. Sex twice a week, four kids, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Four kids right. is a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, MJ in Gary, Indiana writes, I'm a 47-year-old married woman, and I had sex with a 31-year-old man behind the pharmacy where we work. The church next door to us. Yes, listen, writing gets better. The church next door to us has security cameras, and there's a video of us having sex, but it's not clear. My manager wants whoever it is to come forward. I need my job, so I'm praying she doesn't ever figure out who it is. The guy keeps saying he wants to fess up because she can't fire us for this. How can I keep him quiet? Hmm. You can get fired for having sex behind the wall at your job. Now, fool, I don't know who told you you can't get fired for that. First of all, both of y'all work there. You're not supposed to be, and it's dirty. Y'all got on them white jackets. Now, he wants y'all to confess and come forward. Mm -hmm. Don't be stupid. Don't listen to this dude. Please don't. And didn't she say she was married? Yes. Yes. 47. 47 31-year-old boy. He's 31. See, Mm -hmm. see, 31-year-old boy, he's stupid. Let's tell it. Yeah. (laughs) Confess. Nah, you done slept with a stupid person. Yeah. Lady, that ain't you. That ain't you. That is not yeah, you. It's it. obviously yeah. ain't clear. She talking about somebody volunteer. It's n- what? Fess up. What? Fess who? Up. With who? Yeah, that's what you're gonna have to. Happily say. married. <laughs> I don't know what you talking about, right? Man, miss me. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, moving on. Johnson in Carrollton, Georgia says, This summer, my wife's adult kids are coming to stay with us for a week since we haven't seen their kids for almost two years. She has three children and seven grandchildren total. I have had some financial problems lately that I've hid from my wife and my family. 
My wife hasn't worked since I married her 16 years ago, so I hate to let her down. Should I be honest and ask the kids to postpone the visit or keep it to myself and dip into my savings? Dip into your savings, dog. Mm -hmm. Gut it out. If you don't want to hurt the woman you love, you having some financial trouble, and tell her. You could probably share it with her. She ain't working. Now, unless the financial trouble is you done bought some other woman something with the money. Ooh. Wow. Uh-uh. I hope that's not it. <laughs> you can or you can ball them out and go down there to pay their cash loan and mess your whole life up with that $200 loan that's going to cost you thirty grand to pay it back. <laughs> Not thirty grand. <laughs> I'm telling you that right there. I'm All right, CLO. Great advice today. Thank that. you. <laughs> Coming up next, Junior is in for the nephew with Run That Prank Back right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. We're going to talk about this at the top of the hour, but right now, Junior is in for the nephew with Run That Prank Back. What you got for us, Junior? Okay, well, this morning is sleeping security guard. <laughs> That's I'm what we're doing. The paper. That's what we're doing. We're doing sleeping security guard as I read the paper. Here you go. Oh, I feel Run it, safe. cat. Security booth, may I help you? Hey, uh, uh, this. Sir, can this, you speak up? I can barely hear you. Is this a, is this a security booth down by the uh by the gate? Yes, sir. This security booth. Yeah, listen, man. It's some people uh next door to me. They they keep. I'm hearing a bunch of scuffling and stuff going on, but I ain't. I, you know, I ain't really sure what's happening. I know, I know. I'm, oh, okay. I heard this lady scream or something, man. But I, I just. <sighs> okay, sir. If you could give us the unit number that. Uh, you're in. We could have somebody come right over there and check that out. Hello, sir. Sir. Um. Hello. <coughs> yeah. Sir, are you hello? okay? Yeah, I, 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 uh, I got a, I got a sleeping disorder, man. So I, I been, oh, okay. Oh, sleep. I, but I, 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 I the people next door to me, man. They was, I mean, they was sitting there. I, I heard this lady scream, and I just didn't. I ain't want nobody to, you know, start shooting or nothing because I know they was arguing pretty, pretty heavily. And then I heard it. I know they must have been fighting because I heard I, some. I, I, some I understand, scuffle. sir. Sir, what what unit are you in? <sighs> Hello, sir. Are you there? Hello. Hello. <coughs> Hello. Yes, I'm here. Are you okay? Is this you? The, you security guy, right? Yes, sir. You called us about ten minutes ago, and we've been trying to find out what unit you're in. Well, yeah, man. These people up here, man. They they arguing, and I I be I'm hearing more people over there now, and they they fighting, man. I know I hear two two. It's got to be two men in there fighting. This lady over there, sir, sir, sir. I, I hate I to interrupt I, you, but I hear some if you kids. Just tell me the unit, the unit, sir. The I unit. hear some kids over there too, sir. We need to know the unit so that we can come out and investigate. Hello? Hello? Sir? Hello? Hello? 
Hello? <coughs> Sir? Huh? 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 Hey, huh? hey, look. Huh? I cannot do this all day. I am trying to work. I cannot be <laughs> around with you on the phone. Could you please give me your unit number? Sir, the, the, the people over there, they arguing, man. I know you. Yes, you have said that they are arguing. I heard you when you said that they were arguing. Sir, if you just give me that unit number that either you're in or the unit number you hear the uh, noise coming from, we could have somebody come over there and check that out immediately. So what unit number are you in again, sir? Do you do you do you do you hear him arguing? See, let me put. No, I only hear your snoring. I need the unit number. Let me see, listen. I'm gonna put the phone up. You, do you hear? You hear? Yes, sir. But I don't hear the unit number. I need the unit number. Without the unit number, we're just having a conversation. Hello. Hello. Hello? Hello? Sir, are you there? Yo, yo. Oh, hey, man, you checked on them people? No, sir, we have not checked on the people because we have not been able to get the unit number from you. Sir? Dude, this falls asleep. Every time he gets ready to tell me something, he falls asleep. Come here, come here, You got to hit it. He's falling asleep. Hey, man, come here. Dude, this guy is falling asleep on the phone. I can't get the unit out of him because he's falling asleep. Hello, sir? Hello, sir? Sir? Hey, man, I don't know what unit he's in. But he's falling asleep. Every time I ask him something, he falls asleep. He keeps telling me they're over there fighting, but I don't hear him. I, he won't tell me the f***ing you. I'm sorry. I don't know the you. What the f***? Would you wake your f*** up, please? Hey, I got a guy on the phone that he says that they hear some screaming over his by his unit, but he's falling asleep. I don't can't get him on. Get him to tell me what the unit number is. Hey, dude, come here. Listen to this. Listen. Hello. Uh, I'm going to need you to wake up, sir. Okay. Sir, could you please give me the unit? Well, I, yeah, I got to ask you something. How come y'all, uh, all y'all do is just sit on y'all and watch cars come in and out that door instead of helping people that need help? Because and need to like you won't give us a unit number. You shut your up hollering at me. You need to do your damn job. You rent a cop. I'm a rent a cop. I'm a rent a cop. But your is a fall asleep. Would you just give me the unit number, please? I'll give you the number, the unit number. You ready for the unit number? Are you, li are you listening to me? Yes. This I am listening is, to you, sir. This is Nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just uh -oh. got pranked by your co-worker. Uh -oh. <laughs> Y'all crazy. Y'all crazy, dude. Uh, this is not funny, man. This is not funny no, at no. all. Y'all got me out here walking around this Complex, looking for people hollering and screaming, and I and your sleepy falling asleep every thirty-five seconds, man. Y'all put it all. Okay. All right, let me let me ask you something, man. What is what is the baddest radio show in the land? The Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> 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 
asleep. But Tommy kept falling asleep on him, on the security guard, Junior. That's all he did. Kept falling asleep. Translation. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Have you guys ever fallen asleep on the job, though? Like in a meeting Have I? work? Have I? Oh, my God. Can I tell you how I fell asleep? Yeah. I worked at... Okay, I worked at a mental hospital, and every right day what? at lunchtime, they let all the patients come in the day room just to hang out. Well, I went to sleep amongst the patients, just out. I was just out. People walking around talking to themselves, just, you know, humming. I'm, I'm completely out. The supervisor woke me up and fired my ass, so yeah, I did go to sleep. Yeah. It happened. It happened. <laughs> it could be good. <laughs> <laughs> it is a story. Yeah. That is so crazy. That's, that's, that's a true patient. story. Hey, Mr. Brown, um, when you finish your nap, you're fired, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you. Coming up at the top of the hour, Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. We'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, so Juneteenth is now a federal holiday because yesterday President Biden signed into law a measure that makes June the 19th or Juneteenth a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. As we establish Juneteenth as our newest national holiday, let us be clear about what happened on June 19th, 1865, the day we call Juneteenth. Vice President Kamala Harris said, speaking of how the enslaved people of Galveston, Texas, were the last in the nation to be informed that the Civil War had ended and they would be set free. The news was brought to them by... Uh, The news was brought to them more than two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation, which freed all slaves in the Confederate states. So there you have it. So what what happens on this federal holiday? Well, this is another holiday. Yeah. Is it a day off? Yeah, it's going to be a a, a federal day off. Banks close, government closes. Yeah, like a normal holiday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a not a problem. It's just like like Miss Miss Harris was saying, how can we have a holiday for something that we can celebrate, but they don't want us to teach it to the kids in school mm-hmm. about the damn day? That to me, that don't yeah. make sense. They want to. You know, they don't want to talk like about slavery. Happened. Yeah. Like they well, they want to take slavery yeah. out of the history books. Mm-hmm. They do. They want. See, to, right? I want you to understand something. This is my opinion of it. Mm -hmm. This country doesn't like to admit that it's racist. The biggest racial scar they have is slavery. So Mm -hmm. if we get rid of that, see, and and you stop teaching it, this younger generation won't know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And so now that ends all this conversation of what y'all did to us, and then it doesn't uh, 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 allow uh, young people to know the history of this country it, it will remove our contribution to this country. Oh, yes. In, in the first place. Facts. And then it will lessen the guilt that a lot of these people feel. That part. That's so right important. There, that's that it, part. Right there. The uncomfortable but Steve, part. Right. And reparations that we might want to talk about. You know, yeah. Right. They, 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 they get rid of and all that of too. that. Yeah. So, so get rid of all of that. Why is it okay to talk about the Holocaust but not slavery? 
Well, listen to me. It, the, the two shouldn't be pitted against one. No, they, and they should. Well, Jewish people, ain't, right. Jewish people ain't. Jewish people not finna let you play them. Mm-mm, period. At all. And we shouldn't let them play us. The two greatest atrocities in world history is slavery and the Holocaust. Those are two of the greatest atrocities atrocities against humankind. Those two things cannot be forgotten. Now, the Jewish culture is not going to let you play them. It's still people walking around with numbers on them. But it's still those of us walking around suffering from the aftermath of slavery because we live in a country that keeps inflicting policies as if we were. You won't pass the George Floyd bill. You have enacted, you've introduced over 400 bills recently for voter suppression since Biden won. Oh, okay, look, man, what else you want? You know, you're trying to tell us that you've been, that that it's really raining, you've been peeing on us the whole time. And then you got the vice president's ass, uh, the former vice president says that uh, this uh, systemic racism is a left-wing myth. Man, get out of here. You talking about Mike Pence. Pence, the former vice president. Mike Pence. And they were trying to hang him, his behind. These these people so full of racism. All right, Steve, come on. Um, it's before you get too mad, right? Ladies and gentlemen, Miss Ann Tripp. Thank you very much. Yeah, this is Ann Tripp. And yes, they called it the Northern War of Aggression instead of slavery and the Civil War. As expected, President Biden signed a measure into law yesterday. Yes, we just talked about it, creating a new federal holiday honoring the other Independence Day, Juneteenth. But to his credit, to his credit, Mr. Biden at least acknowledged the bigger picture. Today also marks the sixth anniversary of the tragic deaths of Mother Emanuel Church in Charleston, South Carolina. A killer motivated by hate intending to start a race war in South Carolina, joined his victims in a Bible study class. Then he took their lives in a house of worship. It's a reminder that our work to root out hate never ends because hate only hides. And when you breathe oxygen under that rock, it comes out. In short, this day doesn't just celebrate the past. It calls for action today. I wish all Americans a happy Juneteenth. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi sees it as a very important continuum in light of this month's reveal about Black Wall Street and other lies and omissions uh, in the history books concerning American blacks and American history. This is an important step for America. One of the most momentous events in our history finally takes its official place of honor in our nation. That was Nancy Pelosi. Well, the Republicans gave it another try, but they lost again. Yesterday, the Supreme Court turned back a challenge by Republican-led states to abolish Obamacare or the Affordable Care Act, but they failed. The justices decide there was nothing wrong with the health program as it is, and Senator Charles Schumer says he's hoping the Republican Obamacare challenges finally get a life. The ACA is here to stay, and now we're going to try to make it bigger and better. Establish once and for all affordable health care as a basic right of every American citizen. Right now, about 31 million Americans have health care coverage directly connected to Obamacare. And this is the third time that the high court has upheld it. Well, finally, a lot was made of the numbers of people leaving uh, the cities, especially New York City last year, to get away from COVID. But a recent survey shows that still another exodus is about to happen. This is called recovery into resignation. Take this job and shove it. 
Yeah, apparently, according to Axios, as many as 40% of workers are now thinking about quitting their jobs. A lot of them also thinking about changing careers. A lot of folks got, they were working at home. They want, they don't want to go to the office anymore. And a lot of others just want a different life. Now back to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Steve, come on, introduce your boy. <laughs> Let's see what's going on in that crazy Ladies and gentlemen, J. Anthony Brown. Pull up on me! All right, it's going down Saturday night. The whole pen, yours truly, will be there. Raleigh, North Carolina. Your boy will be in the house. I have a list of gifts. If you haven't got Daddy a gift yet, these oh. some gifts. If you see them, damn it, mm-hmm. don't get them, okay? This is oh. what Daddy don't want, okay? Oh, what do you a wool lime green house coat that says, do it, daddy, on the back. He don't <laughs> want that. If you see it, <laughs> a gold tooth with a light in it. Now, that might be big in Atlanta, but the average daddy don't want that, okay? Wooden shoes with daddy's name in it. Damn it, he don't want that. Don't nobody want no wooden-ass shoes, all right? A chicken feathered vest. Nobody, who the hell wants? What? Got your chicken, got your chicken feathered vest, Daddy. Huh? What you think? How about this one? This is something Daddy definitely don't want. Latoya Jackson's greatest hits on download, which is one damn song. I know it's one song. All right, one song. Don't you come in that room, say. Daddy, guess what I got you? 55-pound bag of barbecue skins. Huh? Huh? That's huh? That's no. Huh? 55-pound. How about wow. beer gum? Who the hell want beer gum? Don't know no damn beer gum. Beer gum. How about this one? Daddy, open the box. Look at that. I got you a pilgrim hat. Watch out there now. Look at that. Oh. Here's something else Daddy don't want. He don't want a lap dance from a knock-kneed, cock-eyed stripper, okay? Now, you're going to save a lot of money. Yeah, you're going you to save money on that, but he don't want it. Let me tell you what Daddy really want, what he okay. want. Daddy wants these nuts. Go to hotterthanamofo.com. Order Daddy some of these nuts. See how you worked that in. See how I did that? Get Daddy some nuts. These nuts. Hotterthanamofo.com for all your nuts needs. Watch out there now. That's your product, Jay, right? That's what Daddy wants. Can I tell my kids something I don't want? What, Steve? I don't want another damn shoe horn. (laughs) (laughs) I thought you were supposed to make those. Uh, You got them all up. This one right here, you ain't even got to bend over, Daddy. You can just stand up. I can bend over and put my damn shoe on. <laughs> All right, we got to go, guys. Happy Father's Day. Thank you, Jay. Coming up in 34 minutes after the hour, we're going to talk to Steve about being a dad and a granddad. This is sponsored by Fatherhood, which stars Kevin Hart. It's out on Netflix today, and we'll talk about it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Fatherhood is Kevin Hart's new movie that premieres today on Netflix. You don't want to miss it. This is a Kevin Hart that we've never seen. He is excellent in this role. Um, 
It's about an emotional journey. He's a single dad. He's trying to connect with his daughter. I mean, mm. what a what a really really good movie. You're gonna laugh, but you're gonna really cry in this movie because it tugs at your heart, and you're gonna laugh a lot because it's Kevin Hart. But he's in a, a really dramatic role, and. Um, you know, it's just about him and his beautiful little daughter. It's a collection of just dads and father figures and just a beautiful portrayal of black fatherhood. A feel-good movie. It goes through yeah. all of the emotions. Like I said, you're going to laugh, you're going to cry, uh, uh, you're going to feel lost, you're going to feel doubt, you're going to feel love, grief, all of that, determination, all of that wrapped up into this movie called Fatherhood, which premieres today on Netflix, okay? So Steve, Got it. Can't yeah, <laughs> you're a father, you know. Yeah. One of the best we know, not only do you father your own biological children, um, but you mentor many, many millions of boys around the world. So I want you to tell us about the first time you became a father. You didn't just have one baby, you had a set of twins, Brandy and Carly. You know, let's just be honest about my role as a father. Every last one of my children, every last one of them, was a complete damn surprise. You know what? <laughs> oh, they weren't planned? I, don't know. I did not expect you to say that. No. I was not looking for that. Every last one of them was a woman came in and said to me, I'm pregnant. Oh, oh, you are huh? so crazy. Uh -oh. I love it. You keep it one of you, Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> so we have baby, baby, baby. How'd that happen? Baby. Oh, God, dog. So, you know, I mean, but um, I'll tell you, though, it's been, I think being a grandfather has been even a little bit more special because I have, uh, you know, some way of seeing my name continue mm -hmm. uh, with, through like my grandsons. Uh, the granddaughters are a lot more, you know, precious. You know, I, I, I never Girls get angry at my grandkids. I'm always in a good mood with them because, you know, they're not mine. So I don't really care. <laughs> but I think the most gratifying Crazy. thing for me mm -hmm. Is watching my children get it right. Now they've all made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. But I have to realize that boy, I, I look back at the mistakes I made, and nobody could keep judging me over and over for my mistakes because there wasn't no cyberspace. You know, oh, yeah. there was no internet, there was no Instagram. My children sometimes their mistakes get broadcast, and they have to deal with it. And then they had the extra burden of being my child. So now here comes some more spotlight. Yeah. And so it's been kind of, it's a tough spot to put them in, but but they all have made the necessary adjustments, and they've turned out to be some really, really good young people, man. Wow. And, uh, no, you know, let me I'm ask proud you of a lot of the accomplishments. Any advice you can give to people who are dealing with blended families? Because you have experience in that as well. I mean, it's not easy. It's difficult. Mm -hmm. If you think parenting is difficult, blending is has its own set of challenges. Mm -hmm. I just, the only thing that Marjorie and I did was we removed the term step. Okay. Mm -hmm. We don't have stepchildren. Mm -hmm. We removed that term. Children. Oh. Children. And they're just our kids. Now, and, you know, if you want into that party, you're welcome. Now, if you want to step outside of it, because you're feeling some kind of way, then go on get to stepping. But get me and Marjorie, we solid. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Steve. Happy Father's Day. Coming up next, Junior is in for the nephew with today's prank phone call right after this. 
You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Coming up at the top of the hour, right about four minutes after, it's my strawberry letter for today. The subject is three years later, we're still friends. We'll get into that in just a little bit, but right now the junior, the junior is here for the nephew with today's prank phone call. What you got for us, the junior? Tommy wouldn't say it like this, but it's uh-huh. Mr. Wiggins. Mr. Wiggins. You got that right. <laughs> yeah. like, now, yeah. Wiggins. Yeah. We should be on that word, wouldn't it's we? It's just Mr. Wiggins. <laughs> None of that. No age. Run it, cat. Hello? Hello, hi. My name is George. I'm with Green Lawn Services. Uh, we came out and gave you a cut your yard yesterday, and uh, we're trying to make sure that uh, you liked everything thoroughly. The, we cut the front, the back. We also did your hedges, put some mulch in the flower beds, the weed eating in the whole nine yards, and we also left an invoice on your doorstep. Want to make sure you got that as well. Y'all cut my yard, man. I walked all around, man. It looked damn good, but I was trying to figure out who the hell cut it. Sir. Yeah, we cut it as of yesterday. You were actually on our schedule, and um, we did everything thoroughly. We, I'm actually just calling as a follow-up. How the hell I get on your schedule, Doc? Sir, are you Mr. Malone at 5301 Zimmerman? Hell no, man. I'm Wiggins from 5303, man. You cut the wrong house. That's next door, man. Yeah. Well, I guess you need to put your invoice on their door, partner. Sir, sir, you... You're not Mr. Malone at 5301 Zimmerman? Say, man, I just told you I'm 5303, and I'm Mr. Wiggins. You done cut the wrong door. Y'all need to go with Mr. Uh, Mr. Longhouse and get the money, because you ain't cut this. You got the wrong house. No, sir. No, you... y'all ain't coming over here trying to collect no money. Well, sir, hold on just a second here. You're saying we didn't... You done cut the wrong yard. Sir, I... ain't on no schedule. I ain't tell you come over here and cut and you go over there and talk to Malone, get your money. You can't ain't So there's no way we can charge Mr. Malone if we haven't cut his yard. Now, let's, let's just well, back. you need to take your over there and cut Mr. Malone's yard and put that memoirs in his yard. You ain't cut his yard, partner. And, and, and you, sir, you, I understand. thing at this house. Sir, Y'all listen. Y'all done up and cut the wrong yard. You go cut the right yard and get the right in that envelope. You, you ain't got here. You ain't getting thing at this house. Okay, sir. I, I say this now. I, I didn't call nobody to come cut over here. You go to that house and cut his right and get him the invoice. You ain't get here, partner. I understand that, sir. Listen, what I want to say is, uh, uh, we'll, we'll go over and we'll take care of Mr. Malone's yard. I understand that we've made a mistake, but I understand. I understood you say that you did like the services. So, wouldn't it be even right for you to actually? Go ahead and send the invoice in along with a check since you did like the services? Well, evidently, it seemed like your is retarded. Because didn't I just tell you, you cut the wrong yard? I, you go over there and cut the right yard and get your money. You ain't got nothing but practice here. You done a good I understand that we cut the wrong yard, sir. I understand that. But you got the services and you like the services. I don't want to have to come out there and get the money from you. Well, come on if you're coming, Come on if you're coming. I got something for you. Come on over here and get your money. But you said you like... I wouldn't give a if I said the moon was green. You cut the wrong yard, you go get your money from the right. You ain't getting here. Sir, on, you... I got something for you. You come on I... over here. You see what you get. Sir, I... Y'all done cut the wrong yard. You trying to get my money. You ain't getting here. Now you, you, you go get your from the right. You either right next door. Go cut that... 
over there. I'm coming over there. Hey, you want me to start some I'll start some Ain't finna come around here and do no and be charging me no money now. Yeah, I got more heat than hell. Get money. If you, you want to come get it. You got your yard cut and we deserve to get our money back. Now you that's better a get to if you come around here trying to get some money. Now I told you don't cut the on yard. Now you and I'm going to tell you, don't make me whoop your behind this yard. You come on then. You come bring your I will whoop your behind in the front yard that just got cut. You bring your mama and your pamper and you come try to get this money. I'm fixing some on you. Don't you? I take, I got one more thing to tell you. Is you listening? Is, I don't want to hear Now you come stand up some now. You can cut the wrong yard. I've got you, one more thing to tell you. Is you listening, Mr. Wiggins? I'm listening. Look, this is nephew Tommy from the Steve Harvey Morning Show. You just got pranked. <laughs> Hello? What? <laughs> I know good and well. You I got... sit there listening to this every morning. Y'all around got my... <laughs> Look at him. Your boy Gary just pranked you, man. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, we laughing now, but I'm gonna go get. <laughs> hey, let me ask you something, man. Did they cut your yard? They cut the wrong yard. Man, look good, man. Woo, y'all about to get wicked started. In the baddest down in Dallas. I'm fishing for the trap. Let me ask you something, though, man. What is the baddest radio show in the land? Man, it's the Steve Harvey Morning Show. <laughs> there it is. Mr. Wiggins. Look at Mr. You. Mr. Wiggins. Wiggins. You can say your W's. And I got all mine you can now. Say I listened your to w's. school. <laughs> Mr. Wiggins. Wiggins. Mr. Wiggins. Maybe Tommy's on his vacation working on his W's. Who knows? That's probably what Ain't no telling. Ain't no telling. Well, you know, could he be. before and he flunked out of class. Could be. <laughs> Jay, I'm still tripping off when you said earlier Last that you used hour. to work mm -hmm. yeah, mm -hmm. in a mental institution. Oh, I've had I've had all types of weird jobs. I, I, I was a, a shag boy. Anybody? Golfers know what a shag boy is. Now, no. if you ever gone to a golf course and seen where they have the tractor pick up the balls where guys hit them out oh, in the yeah, field. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. okay. Yeah, yeah, but before they had the tractor, they had a little Negro out there, oh, which God. was me. <laughs> <laughs> Do this on Juneteenth weekend. Yeah, and so you go back as far as you can, oh, and you wait till you hit the balls, and then you pick them up, and uh -huh. then you get a bucket of balls, and each bucket you fill up. You get five dollars, and it's called shagging balls. Shagging balls. Now wow. you have to wait till they hit all the balls out of the bucket, because you could go up to pick up a ball, which has happened, and you get hit in the head with a ball, and you don't get anything extra if you get hit. How much does a job like that pay, Jay? Five dollars a bucket. Five dollars a bucket. Five, you get a bucket of balls. Oh, 
And how many buckets would you get on an average day? Well, in a day, if you got two or three buckets, you go home with that $15. And, you know, you're a young kid. That's a lot of money, $15. Yeah, for, so, yeah. Okay. it is. But it's a lot of, Shirley, it's a lot of dodging. A lot of dodging. <laughs> you go home exhausted. <laughs> and that's why you don't like golf, huh? That's why he goes to the stage. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. Coming up next, Strawberry Letter subject. Three years later, we're still friends. We'll get into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. Time now for today's Strawberry Letter. And if you need advice on relationships, on dating, work, sex, parenting, and more, please submit your Strawberry Letter to steveharveyfm.com and click Submit Strawberry Letter. We could be reading your letter live. (laughs) Just like we're going to read this one right here. Who knows? It could be your letter. You just never know. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Strawberry Letter with my good friend, Shirley Strawberry. Thank you, my good friend, Junior. Subject three years later, and we're only friends. Dear Stephen Shirley... I'm 34 years old and my significant other is 39 and we've been together for three years. I call him my significant other because he is yet to define our relationship. We started as friends just like most couples do and we got closer. He told me that he didn't want anything serious but he enjoyed spending time with me. We started having sex a month after we met and at that time I was very busy at work and helping my sister with her new baby so I was not ready for anything serious either. Then my guy tore his ACL and he needed something someone to help him out so he came to stay with me for a week I was crazy about him so taking care of him came naturally whenever we're together and his phone rang he'd tell the caller he was with me and he'd call them back this made me confident about the direction our relationship was going in so I never asked him if we were boyfriend slash girlfriend after two years we were stuck together like glue if you saw him you saw me that all changed last week when we double dated with one of my girlfriends and her fiance. They got engaged recently and they are so in love you can feel it. My friend asked my guy if he'd been thinking about marriage and my guy spoke up and embarrassed me so bad. He said, we're not that serious yet. We're best friends and we love each other, but we are not exclusive. He told my friend that I'm aware of our status and I'm not pressuring him for a title. I sat there looking stupid and holding back tears. He said he does plan to get married one day when the time is right. What I heard is that I'm not the one. Is he wasting my time or is is he dating others to get it out of his system before he proposes? I'm so confused. Okay, come on now. I really do not want you to be confused right now. I don't, I, don't, I don't want that. I need you to be good and woke, okay? Because this man just told your good friends and you what he really thinks of you in no uncertain terms. And you heard him tell them. So please be clear. He said, you're not exclusive. You are not exclusive, which means, yes, he's seeing other people, okay? And that marriage will happen one day when the time is right. Well, 
If it's marriage you want with him, you can no longer sit back and allow him and him only to define this relationship. You have a say in this too. You're in it, your feelings matter. Uh, and, and if you've changed and you want more, you have to let him know it's been three years. And after three years, you should feel extremely comfortable in expressing yourself to him and with a lot of confidence, I might add. Remember, he had no shame, no trepidation when he spoke his mind to your friends. And you should do the same. You should do the same. Otherwise, you could be spending another three years in this holding pattern of a relationship, not know where it's going. And I know you don't want that. Steve, speak up, girl. Steve? Well... This letter, you've explained your situation thoroughly. So what you want our advice for, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, you're 34, he's 39. I call him my significant other. He don't call you nothing. I call him my significant other. And then you justify by saying because he has yet to define our relationship. <laughs> oh no, that's because you ain't defined it. You just, you just what, what you waiting on him to do? Because all throughout the letter he show you what he gonna do, which ain't pretty much ain't about nothing. Mm-mm. Well, you say we started as friends, just like most couples. That's not how it usually works, but okay. As we got closer. He told me he didn't want anything serious. Did Okay, you typed this, so obviously you heard it. <laughs> he told you he didn't want nothing serious. But he enjoyed spending time with me. We started having sex a month after we met. Well, that's when he, he really enjoyed it, spending time with you. Because y'all was having sex. And I was very busy at work helping my sister with her new baby, so I wasn't really ready for anything serious either. Well, see, you got into the relationship like a lot of people do, and you you was wanting something, but you was talking about you ain't want nothing either. Well, it don't sound like that in the letter, because all through the, what you at the table crying for later on, if you ain't want nothing, see? Then my guy tore his ACL and he needed someone to help him out, so he came to stay with me for a week. I was crazy about taking care of him naturally. So now, when he needs you for convenience, here he comes. Now he need a woman now. See, he ain't need nothing serious, but that see that torn ACL, that's a serious injury. So now let me cozy on up to this girl that I'm using and I'm going to go stay at her house for a week because this serious now. Mm-hmm. But a minute ago, he told you he don't want nothing serious, but that injury didn't tighten him up, so now he ain't come. All right, I'll tell you the rest of it when we come back. Hang on, All right, hang on. you heard him. We'll have part two of Steve's response coming up at 23 minutes after the hour. Today's subject, three years later, we're still friends. We'll get back into it right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, come on, Steve. Let's recap today's strawberry letter. The subject, three years later, we're still friends. Hmm. Well, lady. That's it. You're dating a man. You were just friends, you say, like most couples. Then uh, y'all got close and he told you 
I don't want nothing serious. He told you that. Top of the letter. But he said he enjoyed spending time with me. Well, you know why? Because right after that, y'all said y'all started having the sex a month after we met. Well, I know. Good and hell well he enjoying his time with you now. Yeah. <laughs> now, you was okay with that, you say, because you was busy at work and you was helping your sister with her new baby. So I was not ready for anything serious either. Oh. Well, that ain't what this letter say. Because you wrote it the whole time in the letter. You sound like you was thinking something was going to get serious, right? Well, then you got to his ACL. He needed somebody to help him out, so he came to stay with me for a week. Because you know why? Because the ACL is a serious injury. So now he over your house for a week. You loved it because you're crazy about him. Taking care of him just came naturally. As it does with a lot of women, because a lot of women are... Very nurturing by nature. Women are the best nurturers in the world. So you had a chance to take care of somebody and show him how much you love him and how serious you are. Why he had that serious injury? Girl, you making it happen. And now here go the part that I really want you to talk about. Right. So taking care of him came naturally. Whenever we were together and his phone rang, He'd tell the caller he was with me, and he called them back. This made me confident about the direction of our relationship was going on. Whoa, 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 whoa. So you're ignoring the fact that the phone rang? <laughs> right. You just go, damn that. <laughs> you, your takeaway with that was he tell everybody, I'm, I'm with her. I'll call you back. That gave you confidence. Girl, you forgot he told you this wasn't nothing serious. And based on the conversation, he tell that to everybody. So now when the girls do call him on the phone, he done already told them they got a torn ACL and he's staying with his friend. I'm with her right now. I'll call you back. And they cool with that because he done told them they ain't got nothing serious. But mostly he done told them you ain't serious. And if you don't think he told him that, that's why he's so coolly answering his phone. Because why he got he put his phone on vibrate if he was trying to hide something? He ain't got to, though. He can leave it open because you ain't serious. He told you that, but he told everybody else that. So now that made you confident about the direction your relationship was going in. So I never asked him if we were boyfriend and girlfriend. Mistake. After two years, we were stuck together like glue. Okay. If you saw him, you saw me. That all changed last week when we double dated with one of my girlfriends and her fiance. They got engaged recently and they are so in love and you can feel it. My friend asked my guy if he'd been thinking about marriage and my guy spoke up and embarrassed me so bad. He said he's not, that we're not that serious yet. See, cause his, his ACL fixed. <laughs> and he told you two years ago he wasn't looking for nothing serious. He crushed her. <laughs> he said, we're best friends and we love each other, but we're not exclusive. Mm. I, now, I don't know why that affected you. Cause he been answering the phone the whole time. You <laughs> 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 What? <laughs> 
He told my friend that I'm aware of our status and I'm not pressuring him for a title. He told the truth. He told you he didn't want nothing serious. He ain't never gave you a title. And he, you know you're aware of it because he told you that. And you ain't pressing him for a title because you said back in the letter, you ain't never asked him if you was boyfriend or girlfriend. You said that. Mm. So you can't get mad at this guy in this letter at all. I sat there looking stupid and holding back tears. He said he does plan to get married one day when the time is right. What I heard is I'm not the one. Is he wasting my time or is he dating others to get out of his system before he promotes? Wait a minute, what, 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 where do you get this stuff from that you keep reading into this? You said, is he dating others to get it out of his system before he proposes? Mm. He 39. Right. <laughs> what, what? He 39. Mm-hmm. Lady, what do you mean he trying to get this out of his system before he proposes? He never told you he wanted to marry you. He's never mentioned marriage to you. You ain't even his girlfriend. And he told it to you in front of your friends. Why you're still there hoping and waiting is beyond me. What are you waiting for? Lady, you know the answer to all of this. Stop reading more into something that ain't there. All you need to do is go in and say, look, I, w- I want a title. I want to know what his relationship is, or we're going to have to end it. Yeah. Bye. And he's going to just right. go on over there with them other girls it's called. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. Post your comments on today's Strawberry Letter at Steve Harvey FM on Instagram and Facebook. Check out the Strawberry Podcast on Demand. Coming up at 46 minutes after the hour, what? Junior has a new poem for us right after uh-huh. this. Yes. Oh, Father's Day. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, Junior, you have so much stuff going on. Tell us what's happening in Excuse your world. Me. Excuse me. Yes. Is this poem time? Right after this, it will be. The Steve Harvey Morning Show and Walmart Family Mobile want to help you celebrate Father's Day this year. We want you to enter for a chance to win a high-end smartphone, six months of Walmart Family Mobile service, plus $2,500 cash, fathers. All right, enter and get rules at steveharveyfm.com. All thanks to Walmart Family Mobile. Get 40 gigabytes for under $40 a month from Walmart Family Mobile, powered by T-Mobile. Get all the info at steveharveyfm.com. Now, Unc is pouring time. Ladies and gentlemen, it gives me great pleasure to introduce this man. And, Jay, you've never heard this, so pay attention. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the mic mm-hmm. a man who I affectionately refer to as Jay Rap. What does that stand for? What's that for? Junior's raggedy ass poems. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Jay Rap! <laughs> Oh, well, here it is, then. Father's Day, fathers. You know, you, you're pretty much not going to get nothing for Father's Day. We already established that at the beginning of the show. Also, there's some other things you ain't going to be getting either. So listen up, fellas. Here it goes. It's called Father's Day poem. There it is. Here it is. Daddy, you ain't getting nothing. Let's get this out the way. You know damn well you ain't getting nothing each year on Father's Day. Well, you might think you're going to get some. Uh-uh. You'll even take a bath, stand there in your drawers while she looks at you and laughs. Daddy, you ain't getting nothing. We do this every year. You start getting all giddy when Father's Day gets near. 
Dead it, you ain't getting nothing. Let's just get this out. So you're not surprised and looking sad while your lip is all poked out. Dead it, you not getting nothing, okay? So daddy, I hope you made it clear with the words I had to say. You ain't getting nothing. Zero. Goosey, nada, Nathan. Donut hole, eyeball, empty box on Sunday, this Father's Day. The end. <laughs> you wrong. Nada. <laughs> Zero. Nathan. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> Happy Father's Day. Yeah. She ain't getting you none of that either. <laughs> Nothing. No. Zero. Not a- J-Rap strikes again. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> I'm yeah. with you when you write, Steve. <laughs> oh, no, that was a whole run right there. I'm telling you, that on the wall. Jay, That's get your boy. Yeah. <laughs> Ping. Jay has nothing to say to his little protege. <laughs> oh, Jay already know. That's why Jay left. You know, nothing. Nothing. Ain't nothing. Nothing. Wow. All right, coming up, thank you, Junior. Coming up at the top of the hour, J-Rap. Coming up at the top of the hour, we'll talk about the most embarrassing father-dad moments right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, guys, we've been talking about it all morning. We know that Father's Day is this Sunday. So Steve, Jay, and Junior... I gotta ask you guys. What what was the most embarrassing thing your father ever did to you? And and what's the best advice your dad ever gave you? I call myself going to uh, fight my father. You know, I mean, one day I was gonna stand up. And he hit me in the stomach so hard. I I never, I mean, fists went all the way to my back. It was like, wow, he knocked me. He knocked me. He just one punch. You know, I'm like, let's do this. That's exactly what I said. I said, damn it, let's do this. And he hit me in my stomach so damn hard that I, I passed out. <laughs> let's do this. Huh? Rise yeah. up to your dad. Yeah, Jay, Jay, as soon as you said let's do this, he said, all right. Let's do this. Y'all, he said, he, he said, all right, bam. Okay, and hit me in my damn stomach again. Wow. <laughs> oh, Whoa, okay. What about you, Junior? Uh, my daddy going to school with me as a student uh-huh. because I was talking in class. <laughs> And my grades were slipping. He said, oh, okay, I know. You, you don't want to learn. I tell you, I'll be there tomorrow. And he was there the whole damn day, class to class. I ain't never focused on trying to do some homework in class. I was the best student that day because my daddy's sitting right behind me. His big ass in a desk sitting right behind me. Knees all out. Don't you know the answer, Spates? I know Spates know the answer. Uh, uh, come on. I mean, that whole day, even going to uh. lunch, none of my friends talked to me that entire day. I was oh, just me and my him. God. Oh, oh he got God. he got pen and paper, tablet, everything. He looked like <laughs> standing at my locker with me. I smell. I can't get no girls in here today, Dad. You got to go, man. That's the embarrassing thing he ever did to me. Woo. Come on, that's Steve, pretty the bad. Most embarrassing, yeah. Steve, what was it? <laughs> thing your father ever did. So many, man. I don't really know. I had a great father. My daddy did not do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. And his whole thing <laughs> was to make you figure it out. So every oh, summer I had to work construction uh-huh. with him, right? Uh-huh. When okay. I got older. Uh-huh. And so his thing was he would be working on a job site. And to make sure I was looking, he would look at me and go, I'm finna do this right here. Go up there and get that thing for me. Now, <laughs> you, I'm finna do this right here. Yeah. Go up there and get that thing for me. <laughs> now, I got to walk all the way up this hill. And it's 
it's, it's just at the top of the hill is just full of things. <laughs> <laughs> and so the first time he sent them, then my my youngest brother, who's eleven years older than me, he was working with him too. Mm-hmm. I came back down the hill, and I didn't have the right thing. And he said, uh, "What's that for?" I said, I, "I bought it down here." He said, now, what the hell would you bring that down here for? When I'm doing this here, and I told you to bring me that thing down here so I can do this here. I want it so bad to go, Daddy, do this here what? And get what thing, man? Damn, come on. But my brother looking at me like, come on, man, just do the one smart thing you got to do. So I walked back up that hill, came back down with two things in my hand. Okay. And I'll be damned what neither one of them did. <laughs> he said, boy, I raised you to be a thinking man. Now I'm finna do this here. Go up there and bring that thing down here. When I came back down that hill the third time, I had that whole wheelbarrow. I know you did. Full, full of full everything of that was on top of that hill. Uh-huh. I got down there and said, okay. And my brother was just laughing. He said, man, you bought all these damn tools down here. He going to get mad. I bet I don't go back up there with not. I, I wasn't bringing the wrong thing down here. Right. He said, all right, now get that to me. Oh. You didn't know what that was? Do you know I handed him everything out that wheelbarrow until I got to the last thing, and that's what the hell he wanted. But that's how my daddy taught us. Uh-huh. I uh-huh. said, man, this dude right here. Rough, <laughs> all right, Steve. Thank you. Happy Father's Day to all the great fathers out there. Happy we'll Father's have more. Day to Slick yeah. Harvey, the greatest daddy I ever knew. Yeah. I miss yeah. you, man. We'll have more Very of today's proud. trending stories on the Steve Harvey Morning Show coming up in 20 minutes after, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. The Steve Harvey Virtual Mentoring Program is this Father's Day weekend. Special guests include Jeezy, L.A. Lakers star Taylor Horton Tucker, Terrence J., and many more. And Steve, you said that during our mentoring sessions, uh, you found that the boys are dealing with so much pain because of all the deaths of these young black men. And on Saturday, you're going to be having a, a conversation and a panel called Pass the Pain with uh, some of the iconic fathers, uh, Tracy Martin, father of Trayvon Martin, Aubrey Wright, father yeah. of Dante Wright, and Michael and, Brown uh, Michael, Sr. Michael Brown's uh, father. And a lot of African-American young men are dealing with the trauma that they see on the news. I did yeah. one camp one time at my ranch in Dallas, and I had the Little Elm Police Department come and talk to the boys, and that's when I discovered it. Mm-hmm. When them police came and talked to them boys, all them black boys wanted to ask the police was why y'all always kill us. Killing us. Mm-hmm. And them officers was going, well, that's not all of us. That little boy stood up and said, he was 15. He stood up and said, but it's too many. Mm-hmm. He said, officer, y'all don't never kill white kids. Whoa. Ever. Wow. He said, y'all just kill us. That's why we run. That's why we try to keep driving. Because wow. if we stop, y'all going to kill us. That's when I said, okay. It's a level of stuff going on here that I haven't been noticing. So yeah. now we had to add some things to the program to help the boys deal with the pain. Right. So young men ages 13 to 18, please go to the HarveyFoundation.org for more details. Coming up, we'll have more of the Steve Harvey Morning Show at 33 minutes after the hour, right after this. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right. So Juneteenth is now a federal holiday. 
Because yesterday, President Biden signed into law a measure that makes June the 19th or Juneteenth a federal holiday commemorating the end of slavery in the United States. As we establish Juneteenth as our newest national holiday, let us be clear about what happened on June 19, 1865, the day we call Juneteenth. Vice President Kamala Harris said, speaking of how the enslaved people of Galveston, Texas, were the last in the nation to be informed that the Civil War had ended and they would be set free. The news was brought to them by, uh, the news was brought to them more than two years after President Lincoln signed the Emancipation Proclamation which freed all slaves in the Confederate States. So there you have it. So what, what happens on this federal holiday? Is well, it a day it's another off? holiday. Yeah. Is it a day off? Yeah, it's going to be a, a, yeah, a, day, a day, day off. off. Yeah. Banks close, government yeah. closes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Like a normal yeah. holiday, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have a, not a problem. It's just like, like Ms. Ms. Harris was saying. How can we have a holiday for something that we can celebrate, but they don't want us to teach it to the kids in school mm-hmm. about the damn day. That, to me, that don't yeah. make sense. They want to, you know, they don't want to talk like about slavery. Well, they want to take slavery yeah. out of the history books. They do. They want. You See, to I want you to understand something. This is my opinion of it. Mm-hmm. Okay. This country doesn't like to admit that it's racist. The biggest racial scar they have is slavery. So if we get rid of that, see, and and you stop teaching it, this younger generation won't know nothing about it. Mm -hmm. And so now that ends all this conversation of what y'all did to us, and then it doesn't uh, 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 allow uh, young people to know the history of this country. It it will remove our contribution to this country. Oh, yes. In in the first place. Facts. And then it will lessen the guilt that a lot of these people feel. That part. That's most important. That part. Right there. The uncomfortable part. Right. And reparations that we might want to talk about. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They they, they get rid of all of that. So, so get see, rid of why, all of that. Why is it okay to talk about the Holocaust but not slavery? Well, listen to me. It, the, the two shouldn't be pitted against one no, another. No, and they should. Well, You're Jewish people ain't. Right. Jewish people not finna let you play them. At Period. All. At all. And we shouldn't let them play us. The right. two see, greatest atrocities in world history is slavery and the Holocaust. Those are two of the greatest atrocities tr- atrocities against humankind. Those two things cannot be forgotten. Now, the Jewish culture not going to let you play them. It's still people walking around with numbers on them. All right, uh, when we come back, last break of the day and Steve's closing remarks. You don't want to miss them. We'll be back at 49 after. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. All right, here we are, our last break of the day on this Friday, um, Father's Day weekend. Happy Father's Day to all the dads out there. And I just want to say something to my kids. You know, I know sometimes you guys forget purposely about Father's Day, which is cool. I can deal with it. But the fondest memories I've had uh, with my kids was when they would go on the road with me. And I don't know if Steve had this opportunity to do that. I'd take all of my kids on the road. Uh, I'd probably working at the Stardome or something like that. I'd, you know, lock them up in the room, and then I'd go do my show. And then I had to take them home. Now, if you don't know my backstory about my kids, I got three kids, three baby mamas. We'll talk about that on another show. But anyway, oh. anyway, 
anyway, oh. taking my kids home, and I don't know if Steve or anybody, taking my kids home was the hardest part ever. It was the toughest part ever to drop them kids off. And it was so cool that each kid wanted to be the last one to go home, which would meant Aww. that's how much time they right. wanted to yeah. be with me. They were always trying to encourage me to take the other one home first. So it was so much fun. I, I'll never forget it, you know, just to have my kids on the road with me. And any dad who's taking the kids back and dropping them off, or mom, it is really, really, really yeah. tough. So happy yeah, Father's Day to anybody who's ever been yeah. to that. Yeah. And, wow. you know, I yeah. agree with you. But I, I want to say something, man, about my father. You know, uh, greatest influence in my life in terms of turning me into a man. Because my father mm -hmm. never spent any time talking to me about nothing else. I don't ever sit down. I don't ever remember having a conversation with my dad about prayer or faith or going to church or nothing. That was my mother. She did all of that. My father's mm -hmm. only mission in life was to get me to understand that one day, son, you are going to be responsible for some people. And in order to learn how to do that, you got to start being responsible now. My father didn't allow me to have, like, uh, goofy times and stuff like that. He was full court pressing me, man. And I tried to raise my sons like that. I didn't accomplish it, though. I didn't, I didn't accomplish it because I just thought it was better to let them be a little bit more free and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And uh, because my kids had a different life than I had, you know. But my father knew exactly what I needed because I, I had nothing. And he knew that he was going to leave here and I was going to have to build this nothing into something. My kids don't have that problem. They started with something. So I didn't have to instill in them the same thing that my father instilled in me. And I tried to find little ways to do it, but it's just not the same thing because they see it right there. We have our own room. We all have computers. We have our own bathroom in our room. You know, that's how my kids grew up with. We ain't got to fight. We don't go to the, we don't go over here. We don't got to do that. We don't live in the hood, you know, but my father knew differently. He said, this boy of mine, he lives in a place, man, that's, that's, that's just wickedly rough. So I got to get him there. I used to come home, man, crying to my mama because some boy had jumped on me and beat me up. Man, my father would come in there and see that. Who did it? I say, Ricky, Manny, go on back out there. I'm going to be on the porch. You go down there, you whip Ricky, you whip Manny. I'm going to be on this porch. And if you don't whip him when you come home, I'm going to whip you. Well, now mm. we got to go downstairs and get these hands up. And I know people think that, well, you know, that was, you shouldn't make a child do that. You didn't grow up where I grew up. You didn't know what my father knew about it. And then my father was the essence of black man. My father used to tell me stuff, man, that I thought was so hurtful to say. But my father grew up in a time where they mistreated black people in your face all the time. And I watched my father and mother cry when I came in the house and found out that Martin Luther King was dead. That's I seen my mother and father standing there holding each other crying. I heard my father say, white folks don't care nothing about us. They don't want us to have nothing. All this man talked about was peace and love. They don't want us to have that. I watched my father struggle and suffer, man, but steady 
always embedding in me the thought process of work hard. Don't ask nobody for nothing. God bless the child that has his own. Get your own. Don't ask nobody for nothing. Work hard. Boy, look, if they tell you to be there at five, you be there at quarter to five. If they tell you they stay until six, you make sure everybody gone before you check out. My father raised me that way. I remember when I flunked out of college and I started working at Ford Motor Company. Whenever they needed somebody to call overtime, they call. I come in early, everything. I remember one time a foreman called my house and asked my father, was I there? And I wasn't there, you know, and I was staying somewhere else. And he told my father, he said, Mr. Harvey, can I tell you something? You don't know me, sir. I'm a supervisor here at Ford Motor Company. You've raised one hell of a young man. He's one of the hardest working young men I've ever seen come through this door at Ford Motor Company. That made my father the proudest he's ever been. And my father told me, he said, son, that man telling me that was bigger for me than you told me you was going to college. He said, I ain't know nothing about college, no how. He said, but when that man <laughs> called and said, you was one of the hardest workers he's ever seen come through that door, he said, that's what I raised you to be. He said, when I die and I leave this world, you let them always be able to say about Steve Harvey Slick's boy that they can outdress you, they can outthrow you, they can outrun you, they can outeat you, they can outdance you, and they can outsang you. But don't you let no man living say they can outwork you. He instilled that in me. And I would not be who I am. It wasn't for that black man with a third grade education who raised a boy that turned out to be global. I thank God for him every day. Appreciate you, Slick Harvey. Hope you're proud of me. Those are my closing remarks. See y'all Monday. Happy Father's Day. For all Steve Harvey contests, no purchase necessary, void where prohibited. Participants must be legal U.S. residents at least 18 years old unless otherwise stated. For complete contest rules, visit steveharveyfm.com. You're listening to the Steve Harvey Morning Show. 